welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host and father of two, Crofton Steers. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going, Ryan? It's going pretty good. Actually, well, I mean, I don't know. It's going it's going pretty good, but I've got some stories. I got a story to, to kick this show off, and I mean, if you thought that uh, the epic story of is my neighbor an asshole? If you thought we, we would never be able to top that one, um, I might have one for you because wait, I, okay, what we've already we already topped that story with that time that Mario got stuck in the pipes. Remember, right? Well, I've got some. Uh, I, actually, there's there's some related uh, there's some relation to that in terms of uh, stories with your mouth. That's a callback. Um, so I I'm calling this one the Great Gas Tank Caper. Uh, so in town. We live in a we live in a like a subdivision in in the city of Peterborough, and it's like there's it's there's it's I don't know what you, I guess it's a subdivision is what you'd call it. Uh, You're also using the term city very loosely, but I'll allow it. Keep going. Okay, coming from Ottawa, and then anybody listening here who comes from Toronto is just like eat my maple leaves. Uh, anyways, um, so we we live in this what I would consider yes to be a smaller town or city and I actually like that. I'm this is my this is my cap. I'm good. If I when I go to Toronto, I'm just shaking. You know, I go to Ottawa and it's like why are all these people so angry? Um and so basically here's the thing. Great neighborhood, been awesome, and then all of a sudden I've started to notice these things happening. So we discovered uh some spray paint on the van. We just kind of scraped it off. It was on the light. Uh, the headlight there and then we noticed there was some graffiti on the park sign sure whatever it happens kids will be kids right and then it was a i can't remember now it was a cold winter's fall day in canada and there was snow on the ground so i turn you do what you do you go out you turn your car on and then you turn your wife's car on and you're like i'm a good person you know and i (laughs) that's what it takes (laughs) yes that's what it takes and I, I turn the, and there's might be a little bit of like, Ryan, you're kind of a moron, but, uh, that might be part of the cool part of the story. So I'm, I'm clearing off the car, clearing off the van. I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, do I smell gas? I don't know. Maybe that's normal. I don't know if I smell gas and I'm just like, I got to get to work. And I'm just, but I, but I and to be fair, that's kind of how you go through your normal life. Do I smell gas? <laughs> I, I don't know. Was that you? Yeah, no. Yeah. I, it turns out I very much did smell gas because I get a I get a call as I'm arriving to work, and I work like five minutes from from my house. So I get to work. I'm in the parking lot, and there's a call from uh, my wife Ashley, and she's like, "So, um, I won't be going anywhere today because there's a gas spewing out of the van. It's all over the driveway." And I'm like, "What?" So I did smell gas. Isn't that a funny predicament? So. Long story short, fast forward to the very end of the day, CAA wouldn't come until we had the fire department come out and, and clear the site. Fire department were very great. Uh, shout out to the fire department in Peterborough. They did an awesome job. They absorbed that gas. Uh, and we got the van all there and, and you know, the van's out of, our, out of commission, which again, this is the second or third time, uh, actually, no, I guess this is the first time it had happened in a while, where the van was, we had to take it in because, like, there was clearly something uh oh you know what did, this is did even, we not this is the second did we not part record story. this show like last time and ashley had gotten into an accident with the van or something like that or was that 
did I tell another you another? Sto- now I'm trying to now now I'm remembering that this is the second part of the story. The first part of the story, and we might have told it last week, was that the van we. <laughs> Me, I might have told it last week. I can't remember. I'm having a fever dream here. Okay, stop me if this sounds familiar. So I'm in, I'm in Smith Falls. So I'm two hours away, and I get a call from my wife, and she says, "I'm in the middle of Lansdowne, and the van just stopped, which is the busiest street." Did we tell this story last on the last? Episode? Okay, now this part of the story I've heard before is because about I the van breaking you? down. Yeah, you told me. I don't know if it was on air. I'm, if it was, I will just point out that, like, right now, you're, you've given me the prequel. Like, if that was the original <laughs> Star Wars trilogy, yeah. you've now get this gas leak thing definitely sets the stage and colors the story differently. But please continue. Okay, well, I've I, I've clearly butchered it, and now I can't remember if I told. I, I mean, we have the show notes in front of us. Let's check real quick. I would have put it in here. I did not put it in here. So this this happened b- between the last two weeks. So um, first incident, I'm two hours away from home. I get a call. Ashley's in the middle of a busy street. The van has broken down. No idea what's going on. The lights came on, and it just wouldn't accelerate. So the van was dead in, in the water. Um, and the related to this show, like I don't know about you, if you uh, our main vehicle for transporting the kids around is the van. When the van goes down, it is a pain in the butt to move those kids around town. Now, they are small children, so you can kind of keep them confined throw them. to the house. Hmm? Yeah. Throw them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throw them up on your shoulder, is what he says. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's still, if you need to get somewhere and you don't have that vehicle, it's just, it's nigh impossible to, uh, to do anything without losing your hair. Uh, so the van was gone. Turns out someone had put water in the gas tank. Like they had to pump it and it cost us 600 bucks to pump it. And there was like 30% of water in the gas tank completely could have killed the whole van. Luckily it hadn't. We just had to pay a crazy amount of money to, to pump the gas. I mean, I could have done that. Just, you know, suck on a garden hose and get her out of there. Right. But, um, that did not I have a question. Yes. Go ahead. So what you're saying, if I understand correctly, and I'm pretty sure I don't. Okay. Is it, is it somebody stole gas from your car and then replaced it with water so that the the whatever the meter is in the car that has a technical term that i forget that shows how much gas is in the car Mm -hmm. would still say that there's a fair amount of gas in the car but in fact that gas is water well i you know this is the thing we hadn't thought about it uh we didn't really think if anybody had like you know the old school when you're a kid and I mean, my parents didn't have a liquor cabinet, but like in the TVs and the movies, you know, the kids, they drink the booze and then they fill them with water. Except in this case, it doesn't, you know, completely tear apart your van. I hadn't thought, <laughs> of, that. I hadn't thought of someone, you know, our, our, our idea was, um, it was either where we got gas, there was a mishap there. And then in which if we could prove it, it would be covered or it was vandalism and someone that amount of water you would have to stick a garden hose in the tank. I, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was a lot of water. Is it the neighbor? I don't think so. Because, honestly, like, this is blatant vandalism on purpose. Like, and, and quite serious. We, we had to file a, a police report. And, it, and it's um, the second one we've done in, in a couple weeks. I, I think I think there might be just some, some troubling people in the neighborhood. And uh, they're up to no good in this neighborhood. I don't, I don't, like, it honestly to me sounds like gas theft. That's what it sounds it's, like. Like, not, I'm not saying that. that they're, I'm not saying that they're not troubled. Mm. I'm just saying that, like, they, 
so why would somebody put water in the tank? And to me, it's it, it's like to to at least eliminate your suspicion that someone's stolen anything until you're screwed. I uh, thought about like stealing it and then filling it with water to kind of like make it so we they got away with it. And and but then yeah, it sounds point. sounds kind of dumb when you think about it. But like I don't think this was the work of a criminal mastermind to be honest. So uh, so it could could very well still be the case. Man, that sucks, Ryan. I'm, it does. I'm, it, it's too bad that this this stuff keeps happening to you. Like you get this, this <laughs> bad. Like is my neighbor an asshole? Is 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 he like putting taking my gas and putting water in the tank? Is did my wife, you know, has to break down on the busiest street in all of a small town? Yeah, you know, like it was. It's like it's a city, a smaller city, but like it's right. still the busiest street in the city. And when you go down on lands down, like you're going down, and people yeah. are not happy about it. Um, but no, the the second that was the relation is that uh, that was the prequel to the main story, which was that it happened again a week later, similar to that event where the dealer didn't get in all the water out and it it popped one of the um, the gas lines and just gas went everywhere and I was just like we are having a great month and uh, all the while this is all happening while we have two kids around so we had to put all the car seats in the car and with, like little clown car going around like oh you had a back. car I do have a car. Okay. We have a car and a van, but the van was out of commission again for two days, and it always just right, right. It, it upsets the 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 sort of delicate balance. Um, but Caden started asking for stories about you know Mario stuck in the gas tank, Mario's <laughs> gas tank is broke because we're like we're frustrated, right? So we're talking about it in front of the kids, and I keep saying Ashley's like we're gonna have to save a lot of these conversations um, that we may feel don't really impact the kids. We're gonna probably want to start saving these for after they go to bed because I have Caden asking me like, "Tell me the story about Mario getting stuck in the gas tank." I was like, "Well, Mario got stuck in the gas tank, and the way we got him out is we filled it with water so that he could get to the top because it was only a quarter full, so we filled it, you know, enough so that he could get out." So uh, Mario took a few huffs of the gas. And <laughs> I mean, gas. I didn't know, say this to Caden, but gas smells delightful. So that that fire flower didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> no. The, the the thing about um, the thing about that, and that's a good point about the kids and, and hearing mm-hmm. stuff, is like like now I have a four year old and it, it's total game on. Mm-hmm. But where we like in terms of being very careful on what we're saying, and um, I think the textbook cases were rolling into the Christmas season, and Jesse loves talking about Christmas, talking about what we're going to get for different people. And often we Mm -hmm. differentiate between like a larger size gift and a stocking gift, right? Like we'll get a gift for my brother and be like, okay, we'll get some, uh, just a couple of little things to put in his stocking. Mm -hmm. And then Gwen will say, well, Santa does this, puts gifts in the stocking. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Santa. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. (laughs) Not, not, uh, she's trying to us. corner you. Is that what's happening? Well, no, she's not. She's, she's way too young to try to corner me. Uh. She's just commenting on my excessive sloppiness. Um, it, <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, I'm confused. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just because daddy 
likes getting Nikki a couple of things. He puts it on top of the Santa gifts, you know, like, uh, but you have to, you have to be really, you know, you just have to be really careful. And it is funny how even those small things that you think mean nothing, like your discussions about the logistics of gas tank thieves mm-hmm. um, can have an Im- can can have an impact on those kids. So it's like saving those conversations, those important conversations until afterwards. And even it's like, for me, if I want to talk about stuff that went down at work and I'm talking about it with my wife over at the dinner table, like Gwen feels neglected during that time or just she feels like, so I should, I could talk about that after, after she goes to bed. And so I'm trying to make a bit bitter point of like asking her and how her day was and, mm-hmm. and that before, uh, before getting into the meat of it with, with Jess after the kids are in bed. Right. So yeah. I hear that. Well, you know, Caden will, uh, when you come home and you have this conversation, if it's been a bad day at work and you're talking about work and Caden will say like, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Can I talk now? (laughs) And he'll say, can I talk? And I'm like, yeah, buddy, go ahead. How was your day? And, and he'll tell a story about what he did that day, but he is, he, he knows when he, a conversation is happening around him that isn't, uh, uh, necessarily about or involving him, but, uh. Yeah, it's a it's it's a tough balance, and like I, you know, I've been with Ashley for, you know, almost ten years, and it's like you get used to just as soon as you see them, the first thing you do is you have that conversation, and then the older the kids get, it's like okay, now I gotta like probably bite my tongue and hold this one, you know, because uh, like even even Christmas is an example, you know, that's a great one, or any sort of like planning of a like a like a surprise birthday party or something. Like, are you like you have a note oh. here, you're working on some birthday plans. Like, is oh, that yeah. something that you gotta kind of avoid in front of the kids? So it's my wife's fortieth birthday. I guess it wouldn't um, be a surprise if you're gonna talk about it on a podcast, right? So well, so here's the thing. Uh, I know that she can probably hear me in the house and is mm. probably trying to get details. She knows I'm up to something, so I'm gonna have to speak super vague, like oh. because also, unlike Bo, you promptly post these things, and there's a good chance. <laughs> well, when's uh, her birthday? I can, I can, I can delay. <laughs> there's a good chance that that this will be out, and she'll be like, "Finally, I can figure out where we're going this weekend." But she's got to listen to a gas tank story for 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She's like, she's like, God, is he still? talking about the goddamn gas tank just tell me where i'm going this weekend um <laughs> but, but like the, the the thing is is that it's so it's her 40th birthday and um and uh it's december 3rd so like heading you know heading into the holiday season and all that but also um you know clara uh, our youngest is like seven months old she's you know breastfeeding just a little baby um and jess doesn't want to necessarily separate you know separate or go uh, away from her like for for me my 40th birthday i've already been talking thinking about it next year with 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 the guys and maybe we do different things or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do family stuff as well, but Jess is really like family focused. She like to do stuff just as uh, a family unit. So I got like I've gotten a hotel lined up, not in town, like somewhere nice. And it was nice though, and especially yeah. But it's just good. It's good to get out of town. I know. I know. And um, you know, I got a you know, I made a bunch of reservations of stuff that sh- she will like and all that. Mm. So it took it took. Um, but it it was it's tricky to plan all this stuff, and I put a lot of pressure. Like it's it's a lot of pressure. I also have been with my wife for a really long time, and my birthday's in December, her birthday's in December, and Christmas is in December, and it it's a lot of like you know 
uh, obligation in which to like do do to do right by the other person and you want i want jess to know how much i appreciate and everything that she does and how much i love her but at the same time it's tough year after year to come out with stuff just on regular birthdays mm -hmm. and now like for for milestone birthdays it's even tougher now we have kids in the game our birthdays mean less and less and i think that's natural and i i like that but like a lot of the stuff if you think about it like a lot of the go-to gifts of yesteryear are are useless now like for instance one thing i would get jesse at her birthdays often is like a movie or a tv show that she was really into mm -hmm. um a season of something i remember i got her like season two of Grey's anatomy one time Ooh. it's like it, that is in the age of netflix that's completely dated uh you know like there's yeah. no if i got it she would be annoyed at having plastic in the house you know and um she's into the show that on amazon called the marvelous mrs Maisel, which has gotten very you know it's very well received and the second season is coming out on december 5th like i totally would have got that for her birthday if we lived in that era which we don't anymore it's the same with music cds like we got spotify so we have all the music in the world so even the things that i used to get her on the regular is like oh gifts that she would like and appreciate and show that i like her stuff it's harder and harder to get that stuff mm -hmm. so so it's challenging um and and for for the, for a milestone birthday it's a little easier because you can go bigger you can you know in in, in my case like you know spend a little more and organize organize a little more but it's really hard to keep that stuff secret as well or find the time to do it like i've i've got work and then i'm putting the kids to bed and then i've, I've got like my super uh you know extravagant podcasts and all mm. that and so so to find time to also be like i, I want to you know book a surprise or something nice uh, figure out what it is and go through some people love it. I, I don't normally like those things, so it it's being kind of challenging. But next time we sit down and do the show, I'll be able to debrief. I'll be able to say exactly what we did. I'll look like such an awesome husband. People mm. will be writing in fan mail. They'll be like, oh, my God, Crofton, if you weren't married. And I'd be like, I know, but I am, and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> it'll be it'll be, it'll be be nuts. But, but right now I can't tell you any of that stuff no. because it's – and yeah. you're right. Going away with a small child, uh, that's, you know, last time – so the first time we went away after Abby uh, was born without, like, leaving Abby at home, I think we waited a whole – we managed to get it through a whole year before we, we left her home. And still it was tough for uh, my mom who was who, – or my parents who were down watching watching the kids and Abby was up pretty – pretty early um but yeah it's uh it's not easy but kudos to you to, to for getting away out of town and and hopefully you've got you probably got family watching the kids right so that's good hey no uh the kids are coming with us oh you're bringing them all okay yeah no that makes sense you're bringing the kids so that back. that's the big challenge that's ah. like finding something that's nice that the kids will come that they'll be able to um not be a pain and i've worked out like babysitters and stuff like that and it's anyway it's it's um sometimes it's easier it's, to bring like just to well she she doesn't want to be separate as someone a breastfeeding mother yeah she doesn't want to be separate from a, a weekend from her her kids even if we had worked out formula or whatever like she wouldn't have enjoyed it it would have stressed her out yeah. so this is it's better like this for sure Good. Well, no, that's that's good. So yeah, next episode we'll we'll certainly hear more, and hopefully the the family vacay in December goes well. So uh, 
Yeah, it's Thank good you, stuff. good sir. Yeah, well, uh, why don't we uh, skip, you know, uh, pause story time for a bit and go into some dungeons. Let's delve into these dungeons. Talk about some geeky stuff that we've done over the last two weeks. I, for one, have been checking out the nostalgia trip that is Pokemon Let's Go. Um, and Caden... So Caden, I try to... I, I sometimes will introduce him to games, but he's not playing them. He sort of just watches them as if it's a TV. We've gone over that in the past, and... Pokemon Let's Go is basically a nostalgia trip for me because it's a straight-up remake of the red, blue, yellow versions from the Game Boy uh, era. Oh, is it, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's really I never great. really knew that. And, and here's the thing. Like, I'm older than you, mm-hmm. and so I, I didn't get into Pokemon. Like, I... I was working for Nintendo, I think, when Pokemon oh. when Pokemon Yellow came out. Uh, so I was, what were you doing for Pokemon, like Q or for Nintendo? I was I was a, I was a, um, a game promoter, so I would go to events and I would have this belt with Game Boys on it and give them out, and kids would play them. Do you and have then pictures game... like a belt, like a Game Boy utility belt? Oh, that would be pretty rad. In the Game Boy, this is the thing about that belt is that each each Game Boy it was Game Boy Advance actually, so it was uh. after the first wave of Pokemon. Um, the Game Boy Advance had like it, there was like a light tug um, because it was this cable that kind of, uh, kind of um, zipped out. Oh, from they the were belt. tethered. The kids had to play yeah. tethered to you. Yeah, so they were tethered to me so that they wouldn't rip off the Game Boys. Sure. But then the game the Game Boys would kind of like slowly move in towards me, and so inevitably I'd have like. Five sweaty little kids with their heads like in my on my chest, and I'd have like my arms kind of on their heads. And there's all these, there was these photos of um, of it's me like a mother dog feeding there. her her new litter. Yeah, literally like that. It's <laughs> literally so yeah. No, no, not but, literally. But uh, no, figuratively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was the time of um, it was Nintendo sixty four, and then. Uh, Game Boy Advance, and then the, uh, I left right around the time of, uh, the launch of the GameCube. Um, but uh, it was um, the, the Pokemon was a big thing, mm-hmm. and like parents would like we drove a Nintendo car, and people would like rush ram us off the road to get free shit, and we had everything. We had like Pokemon tattoos and Pokemon stickers and all that, and Pokemon was a sensation. But it was not one like I didn't play any of the Pokemon games the only ones i actually played were like spin-off like uh pokemon snap on 64 mm-hmm. or pokemon stadium on 64 like i did a bit of that but i never played the main game so i kind of missed out on that but for you you would have been probably a kid right about that time so. i would have been prime prime like i would have been uh 10 or 11 maybe a bit maybe a bit older no i was in i remember pretty pretty vividly i described this on gamers in where when i was playing pokemon blue it was uh i was so looking forward to it and i remember playing on the way to cubs uh out of town we lived in the in the middle of nowhere in the country and we had to drive to uh the closest sort of i would call it a town uh, a small town, and that's where we did. Uh, that's where we. Peterborough. Did. No, no, no. This was no. Uh, where I lived uh, back back home in um, near, was, near Belleville, Deserano area. So yeah, it's okay. I was just dissing Peterborough. Keep I don't going. Know. I, you know what? I'm not. I'm not as big a fan of Peterborough as I might have been <laughs> in the last episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we. I remember vividly like having my mom saying like, "Okay, you got to put the Game Boy down because you got to go into Cubs." And I'm like, "Ah oh, man, I just caught a." Pikachu, at that time, Pikachu wasn't a big deal. Pikachu was just a, another Pokemon. 
Um, but Pokemon Let's Go Eevee is kind of a remake of those games uh, with some some. So it's kind of I tried to describe it on on the gamers in, but I think a lot of people took it the wrong way. But it is a pared down version. It's not like a main game in the pokemon franchise but it is a remake a very faithful remake of red blue and yellow so to me it really strikes that nostalgia chord but also it removes a lot of the complexities uh that that are just really annoying in the main series like for example um it borrows heavily from the mechanics of pokemon go so catching pokemon is done by just um you you see the pokemon walking around in the world you walk up to them so there's no random battles and you throw the pokeball and you may catch or may not catch that pokemon based on uh your ability to to throw the pokeball there's no battling of pokemon that you random that you come across in the world there are still battles you fight trainers you earn badges um but you're actually you're catching pokemon to earn xp you're battling pokemon to earn xp so it's just it was really good and and, you know, to bring it back to the show, uh, you know, I had Caden sit down with me and like, okay, and I showed, okay, this is Pokemon. This is the game I played, you know, when I was a kid and they remade it on these new systems and, you know, do you want to help me, you know, catch them all? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, to the point where uh, we played once and Ashley was, and this just goes to show how attentive, you know, kids are. Ashley was in the store, and obviously it's Nintendo. They got the promotional material all over the place. And Caden, like, stops and drags Ashley over to this banner that's Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And, he, and he's just like, look, it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. And and Ashley, like, she doesn't really... She knows of Pokemon, but she's like, how are you already doing this? Like, the, it's, a, it's a little... It's a little scary, to be honest. But uh, it was um, it was just really fun to, to hear that story and... and uh, my kids like that with Mario. Yeah, of course. Like, she knows all the Mario characters now. Hey, so uh, why did you, like, just out of curiosity, as a Pokemon Luddite, mm-hmm. I don't know a ton of Pokemon, but I do know that Pikachu is a detective and the best. <laughs> and, and also voiced cho- by Ryan Reynolds. And you chose to go with Eevee? Yeah, so Pikachu's had his uh, his limelight in the day, and I just wanted to give Eevee a chance, and Eevee's pretty rad, so... All right. That's the you really the so. only reason I figured like I've seen enough of this Pikachu dude, and we're gonna get a, a lot of them next year. So let's uh, let's have the year of the Eevee. Let's do it. Uh, that's such a Canadian thing to do. I'm you're throwing <laughs> sympathy at Eevee. You're like, well, I feel bad for Eevee. I, I don't nobody wants to play Eevee. with him. I'm just sick and tired yeah. of Pikachu. That guy needs uh, to take a take a back seat. I've been listening to him for 20 years. Pika Pika Pika. It's like, come on. I left a, a big. Big part out of my Nintendo thing. Uh, I also had to dress up as Pikachu. <laughs> Did you really? Uh, oh my god! Pictures. Come on. So at La Ronde, which is uh, the can- Montreal Wonderland, it's like uh, an amusement park. We had like a Nintendo translation. Dome there. It's called the Round, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I never really <laughs> thought about it like that. Wow, it sounds really square when you see it like that. No, okay, yeah, but okay. but uh, I would have to walk as Pikachu, like uh, to. Um, to the stage in La Petite Ronde, which is the little round for those of you following at home. And it's the kids the kids area. And La Ronde had a mascot, and the mascot would like be dancing on stage and doing this musical performance. And we would be joining, Pikachu would be joining for the musical performance. So the Pikachu costume was this giant yellow barrel that uh, – that I put on and two two feet, two feet, like giant big yellow feet with like kind of like big bird-esque, like fuzzy uh, a coating that you'd pull up 
to your knees and then the barrel uh and you couldn't you couldn't see directly in front of you you had to look out of one of two giant bubble eyes that were kind of off center um and uh and he you didn't have direct control of it over his arms he had like these two little handles inside the barrel that uh that allowed you to move the arms so you could just move them but you couldn't do anything so he was really really limited in terms of his movement like literally all he could do was kind of shuffle around and move his arms a bit and he couldn't see shit of what was going on out there Mm -hmm. um Meanwhile, the Larone mascot is one of those traditional mascots where they they're they're essentially like they can do cartwheels and shit. Like they're really you know a trained clown in a mascot outfit. And I would yeah, always yeah, it has like a, their own mascot. It's like a and uh, yeah, like UP, yeah. you know, like from the Expos or anyway, whatever. So so we would we we would have to walk from the Megadome to. Uh, the la petite ronde, and so there'd be one person who would have to be Pikachu, and two of us would have to be bodyguards, uh, because Pikachu got harassed like crazy. Because there was a the families that are just like, oh Pikachu, I love you so much, and I'm trying to hug, and then you had like the 14 year olds that had like seasons passes to La Ronde that were trying to like hump Pikachu in the back or something like that, and take photos with their friends, uh, and so that was really annoying. French teenagers. I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade here, but actually, they're all terrible. All teenagers. All teenagers. That's true. And then you get to you got to the uh, stage, Mm. and it was it was time for the show, and you'd get up on the stage, and the other the other mascot is doing like awesome shit, right? Like, is to the music and all that, and all you're doing is Pikachu is maybe doing a little hop, and like. And moving around back and forth a little bit, like you can do nothing, right? But you're like Pikachu. in this. Ju- the, the, yeah, the mall, but the see, this is, is competing with Pikachu. That is the basically and, Eevee here, like, and that's a hundred percent what I'm getting at. So okay. then the show ends, and we both step off. So this this mascot that is just be like giving her, like doing everything possible, and Pikachu that's just be like rocking back and forth on the stage, and then the kids just maul Pikachu, and pretty much the other mascot goes for a smoke in the corner because he, can't, you know, like nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares, cares about him. He goes He's to mascot Eevee. school, and you just got a barrel, a yellow barrel over you. And- like, so I I actually really liked being Pikachu once or twice, but then it really got old pretty quick. And luckily, I was a bit too tall. You could see my skin between like where you pull on the legs and the oh. barrel, uh, which is a big no no. So uh, so I got to be bodyguard a lot more often, which is super awesome. Bodyguard was the best job. Just um, get to hit like teenagers with sticks. I, I cut a teenager's season pass at La Ronde, and he started crying in front of me. I, I had mixed, yeah. Like I was like, I was like, "Give me your pass," and and then he's like, "But it's my season's pass." I'm like, "I'm sorry, buddy. I gave you three warnings. Bam!" And I cut it. And he was, yeah. It's like a, it's like a hundred bucks. And their parents, their parents, instead of sending them to day camp or some shit, they would just buy them a season's pass for Larone, which cost pretty much the same as two day passes, and they would send them there every day. Uh, and all summer so like you do the rides one Mm. the first two days and then what do you do the rest of the summer you're bored out of your mind or you go to the nintendo megadome all the time which is we we had a a series of regulars that were there pretty much every day i felt bad for those kids well yeah i know they had a like an ontario place they had a nintendo land it was like near the lego land as well they got rid of it pretty quick i i mean 
I guess once Nintendo realized that like they they couldn't be in the business of housing these like these basically arcades, I guess they were free arcades. I'm sure they got some money from from the actual uh, theme park, but yeah, no, that's uh, it's interesting. It's all about too. promoting the games, like yeah, it's making you buy the games. And they were on 11 minute rotations in the Megadome, so it used to be an aquarium too, which was hilarious. So uh, it, it, you know, people would come in for 11 minutes, and then there'd be a buzzer, and they would rotate out. And but on rainy days, it was insane. Like there's mm-hmm. so many people that wanted in. Um, just before I, I I spent all my time talking about old days at La Ronde, I will say cool. I, I will say that uh, that I have been playing Mario Kart 8 with Gwen. I know I mentioned it last time, mm-hmm. but what's so funny because we're waiting for Christmas for Toad's Treasure Tracker. What, what what's so funny about Mario Kart 8 is uh, is that like in Mario Odyssey, she played the hat, right? Mm-hmm. So she had a role to play. But in Mario Kart 8, she's kind of too young. We tried having her play. She doesn't really want to play. She wants to watch me play. But, like, she wants to participate because she's used to having a role. So she's, like, my cheerleader. And I, every once in a while, I'll say, like, I need your support. That'll be my line. I'm like, Gwen, Gwen, look, this is – I'm I'm in seventh place going into the third lap here. I, I need your support right now. And – uh and she'll go. She'll go on this big thing where she'll be like, "You can do it, Daddy. Th- uh, think about winning. Just think about winning. You can do it. You can do it." And then she's like jumping up and down on the couch, and like that's how she's interacting with the game. I always feel super bad when I finish like 18th or something. <laughs> yeah, at the end, I'm like, uh, "Did you do it, Daddy? Did you think about winning?" I'm like, "I did, Gwen, but I just Daddy got blue shelled up the ass right at the end. It was really uh, <laughs> Daddy's really pissed." about that actually yeah, um, it sounds like and, it and and then uh and then but the, we you know she'd always want to see the cup whatever cup that we won and then right. she'd want to be like which player which care i want to unlock a character i want to unlock a cart so she was really she's really into like sort of the progression mechanics she's like what will we do when we unlock all the characters i'm like at the rate daddy's getting reamed by blue shells that's not going to happen for a while so don't worry about it um but yeah, so it's been a good it's been a good filler, and we have a pretty good time. And even Clara, the baby, and I know Jesse is torn about this. Okay. Clara will be like hypnotically watching it, and so I can take care of both kids at the same time and play Mario Kart. Um, but and Jesse will come down, and she knows that probably the baby shouldn't be watching so much no, Mario Kart. Well, maybe not, but. He sees me with like Clara between my legs watching the TV and Gwen cheering, going like, go daddy, visualize winning. And and I know what she's thinking. She's like, oh God, this is too much screen time for these kids. And then on the other hand, she's thinking, but man, he's taking care of both of them at the same time right now and I can go do something else. True. So, so I, you know. Like uh, Abby won't, um, well, Abby's a little older. She's She, she likes to watch Pop Troll with Caden. Um, it doesn't happen very often, but she will kind of like, she can recognize the characters, you know, cause, uh, uh, Caden has a couch with the pop troll on it, like a small little stupid felt couch or whatever. And she'll like point at it and be like, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's the pop troll. And, uh, so she, but she won't sit still for, for games. Uh, you know, Caden won't sit still cause he, he's, he's uh, to the point where I'm a little, I'm a little concerned cause he's like. Not maybe not concerned, but just like a little weirded out. He's so into Paw Patrol that if you try to introduce him into anything else, he's like, "Yeah, but it's not Paw Patrol. 
you know? <laughs> uh, like, when Abby naps, we give him quiet time, so we'll go down, and I'm like, okay, Caden, what do you want to do? Well, I mean, we could watch Paw Patrol, but I mean, like, only if you wanted, Dad. And I was like, well, do you want to watch Max and Ruby? Do you want to try watching this uh, this mask mask thing, mask something? Uh, a friend of mine was saying that he watches it with his kids. I can't remember what it's called, though. It's like masked capers or... Oh, um... Uh, PJ Masks? P- P- yeah, PJ Masks. PJ Masks. It's the PJ Masks. No, 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 we're going to yeah, get sued. sued. We're going to get sued. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. We could get sued. I don't know. If, if, maybe if lawyers are watching. Um, but yeah, uh, he's like, no, but this isn't this isn't Paw Patrol, Dad. I'm like, yeah, well, he's, he's got a point. Um, so he, he, he if, as long as it's... I was actually toying with the idea of getting the Paw Patrol video game, but surprise, surprise, I, see, I hear it's not that great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what like i i mean like what it what are it's a game for kids it is uh, maybe he maybe you know he would just it depends how much it costs but it's maybe 40 dollars 40 bucks forget it forget <laughs> it well this is the thing and um maybe we'll save our our uh our vr chat for uh for next week because we had we had some fun with that um is the my little pony stuff a quick one or oh yeah just really really Cause we should change some diapers. It's getting stinky Just r- really quick, uh, yeah. We're um, Gwen is also watching. She she has quite a, a diversity of shows. She'll get into shows um, for different amounts of time, and she's like being into Paw Patrol. And then she'll be really into something else, and mm-hmm. it's kind of neat seeing her taste change. But right now, she's really into My Little Pony. Friendship is magic, uh, which is on on Netflix. Like, now, My Little Pony was in the 1980s. It was like a well, in there with like He-Man and G.I. Joe and all that sort of stuff. Is like these toy companies um, putting together these shows to sell toys. And uh, and it's been relaunched a couple of times, but they really hit it big, I guess, with this uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know there's all sorts of like adults that that are into it. And I and uh, so I've been, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm enjoying, you know, a, a Zen time. Sometimes I'm napping. Sometimes I'm on my phone. But I'll be honest. That is the only – it's the first time, and I know there will be other kid shows as she gets older and she moves away from baby shows into more like kid shows mm-hmm. um, that where I'm like, man, this show is pretty good. I'm like these – the characters are good. The stories are pretty good. And they have a lot of non-nudge, nudge, wink, winks for adults. Of course. Like I'll, gi- I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my favorite movies is The Big Lebowski, which is a uh, rated R uh, Cohen's Brothers movie mm-hmm. from the 1990s that is fairly cult, um, and uh, and yeah, at one point the li- My Little Ponies go into like the they go bowling or whatever, and there's three ponies that are clearly designed off the three main characters of the Big Lebowski, and to the point like the character that's the dude, the Jeff Bridges character, starts talking to them, and he's talking exactly like the dude, and instead of drinking a White Russian, they're clearly drinking a milk or whatever but at at the same point i'm like oh man this this show is like who's their target market here like i don't get it it's dads that are watching my little pony with their kids but anyway yeah i think it's a the target market now is like it's just like spongebob is like developing a show for kids that can be on a scale of tolerated to enjoyed by by the parents and the adults like I think, or even the older kids. I remember SpongeBob was huge for my little brother, and I got into it because he was watching it. I probably wouldn't have picked it up if it weren't for him. But 
um, you know, it, it, that's that's what these things are designed to do, like mass market, you know. Just as an aside, yeah. uh, because um, I haven't, like, I didn't watch a bunch of SpongeBob, but, like, I feel like I'll look forward to introducing my kid because I do feel like it, it looks like it's got a, a, a good um, – a good amount of humor that I would appreciate. But today the creator of SpongeBob died yeah, on the day we're recording that. this. So uh, it just, just notable. Like when somebody, he was in his fifties, so he wasn't that old, but like, it is cool that the thing that he made is going to like, you know, you will probably show your kids and I'll show my kids and mm -hmm. there'll be SpongeBob crap for, for, you know, the foreseeable future all because of this guy's work. So that's yeah, cool. I think it'll stick around. And, and I believe he was uh, suffering from uh, ALS and, and he passed away yeah today and and I had no idea I had no idea that he was uh yeah I didn't actually know who who he was until I saw the saw the read the article today but yeah it's not uh it's not a good thing but you know My Little Pony sounds it's a lot of people are into that show so it's not really a surprise that it's uh it's solid stuff um now, sorry about that guy true story he lived in a pineapple under the sea it's true, true. Story. he had square pants and uh, he had a little flap for his, where his butt was. That's, oh, uh, that's interesting. It. True yeah, story. That is true. Um, let's uh, change some diapers here and, and talk about our, you know, we've been talking about our kids the whole show, but like this is more specifically focused on kids. And, and I see some, some uh, very related topics here, but a quick story that I had from last week. Um, first time in a long time, I had a podcast interrupted. Uh, I remember when I started to have kids, I was like, okay, things are going to change. However, um, with with little balance and you know a, a great supportive uh, relationship with uh, Ashley, I would be able to continue podcasting on a schedule. So Gamers In is the only one until I, I believe this show that kind of had a, a very regular schedule weekly at eight thirty on on Thursdays. Twitch.tv slash The Gamers In and uh, Abby just she, they both usually go to sleep at six thirty and she just would not sleep. And usually that's the case is because Ashley goes to work on Thursdays, so she, uh, she, you know, she doesn't get to nurse before bed. Um, so I thought, okay, well, usually I just go up every ten, you know, give her ten twenty minutes to kind of try and soothe her and get her back to sleep. And usually by like seven thirty, she does actually give up and go to sleep because she's tired. Um, but in this case, she did not. And finally, eight thirty rolls around. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to for the first time in a long time kind of push this show and uh, i ended up bringing abby down because i was like well there's no point in, you've already sat there crying for two hours uh you i might as well just come on down with me we'll hang out we'll we'll talk to jocelyn for a bit and abby was wide awake i mean for sure because she just spent the last two hours kind of telling me that she was wide awake so i posted some photos online and some in the discord for gamers in but uh she she was like reaching up and, and grabbing my amiibos that you can see behind here and she was playing with them and kind of walking around the office completely awake, completely just having a ball. Uh, so I was, suffice to say, I wasn't, I wasn't like angry. It was kind of just really, really darn cute. Uh, I felt bad that she didn't sleep because she was, you know, tuckered out the, the day after. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a fun moment and it was an interesting one as well. I don't know. You've probably had shows interrupted by kids, right? Uh, he... No, and and I say that like bearing in mind that mm -hmm. you make a zillion shows a week, and I make that's not true. I make maybe one, and, and my my maybe. bigger issue, <laughs> it, it, my biggest issue is just like settling on that showtime. I'm known for canceling at the very last minute, mm. but as 
are others, uh, but like definitely never. I've never started a show and bailed on it, right? Like, uh, well, we hadn't started. Sh- I guess I like we we just always have it scheduled and right. And we don't. I guess I don't have a show that is so firm in its schedule that mm-hmm. it's like like we bounce good, bad, or bullshit left and right and all around all the time for some reason or another, ranging from my kids and lack of sleep, Mike's kids and lack of sleep, or Bo's management of his sleep in general. Um, you guys haven't tucked and, him in, so like he's just going to stay up all night until you tuck him in. I'm, I'm like, Bo, did you sleep last night? Oh, no, I forgot. I'm like, oh, God damn it, Bo. Now we can't do a show. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I have definitely been all around it, and one of the things I've appreciated, actually, is how uh, meticulous you are in managing to get out gamers in every week on on day and date pretty Mm -hmm. much without fail so i mean i wouldn't beat yourself up over one one blip i mean oh no we were i'm not like i i thought it was uh it was just one of those things where like in the moment it's like i felt bad that she wasn't sleeping it's like there's nothing i can do for you um that 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 you're happy about uh and uh Ashley didn't get home till till later, so I was like, "All right, well, the best thing I can do is make you as comfortable as possible. And if sleep isn't what you want, then you know, come on down. We'll talk to Jocelyn for a bit, and then we'll we'll just hang out. And she just she just wanted to play, like she was she was done sleeping at, at trying to sleep at that point. But it was uh, it's just one you got to roll with the punches. I think that's the that's the that is the underlying." motto of this show is you just gotta roll with it and like yes the show will go on whether it's a day later or skip a whole week you know it's right not the end of the world yeah, and you always got to prioritize family as oh, mu- much as you can and stuff like just this show we were late to, i i said i'd be here at 8 30 there was this thing where we had to get these immunizations in to the mm-hmm. school and all that jesse told me about it we came down we had to you know i had to prioritize it and be a bit late and that's that's essentially how you make this work right mm-hmm. and uh, uh i think it's a, a bit of the secret sauce in terms of making things comfortable um the i definitely have uh, been looking forward to my kids uh being at an age where they can do stuff together because of mm-hmm. the age gap uh, one's four one's a baby uh and that's a big that's a big difference right now it'll probably be never as big feel as big as it is at this exact moment uh, and they get on great and all that sort of stuff but we just started with joint baths mm. and that involves um clara being having being able to sit up which she she can now do she can i i have to sort of keep my hand on her and gwen is pretty pretty good with her in the bath and they'll be in the bath together and when I was a kid, and I, there's photos of me taking joint baths with either my brothers or friends or whatever, I always thought it was kind of like a thing parents did for cuteness sake. Oh, look, they're taking a joint bath. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> but it's totally practically the best thing because you where it was before, we had two baths, separate baths to give. And like often Jesse would give one bath. I would give the other bath. Generally I did Gwen. She did Clara, mm-hmm. but now one of us can do both of them. And it sounds like a little thing and it is, but it's a little thing that has been consequences. Cause for that was 10 or 15 minutes of bath every night or whatever. One parent is able to take both kids and everybody's happy. And the other parent is able either able to rest or catch up on on putting stuff away or getting ready for bedtime and all that sort of stuff. So it's funny, like as parents, if you're out there and you're like, oh my God, like 
things are so tough. Mm -hmm. Things will always be tough, and it's true. But find those little victories and the little things that you can do. And you won't always be able to do them right away, but they, they'll make differences. They add up and they make differences over time. And for me, the joint bass is like, it's just one of those things where we're like, oh, yeah, only one of us is needed for bath time now, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, we're doing joint, we've been doing joint bass for a while with, with Caden and Abby, and I think that opens up a, it's opened up another uh, area. They're, they're both really good. Like, we, um when Abby, so when Abby first started to sit up, it's like, okay, we can try it. And there's this thing that I guess is now uh, outlawed in Canada, and, and it's this, like, plastic ring that kind of suction cuffs to the bottom of the bath. I'm sure you can get ones that are safer, but this is one that like my parents used when we were kids. And the reason it's out loud is because people would leave their kids in the bath and think, oh, they got the safety ring, it'll be fine. And then their, their kids would drown. So we don't leave our kids, as a general rule, we don't leave the kids in the bath uh, when they're bathing and walk away. That's not something that... As a general rule. Yeah. There are exceptions, but, you know, generally. <laughs> no, there are no exceptions. Yeah. Uh, no exceptions. But, uh, it, and that really helped for the joint bath because it, it, it allowed Abby to sit up with without slipping around and, and showed Caden, like, okay, like, this is her personal space. Like, you don't don't get up in her grill. Like, she, we're going to bathe you both at the same time. Now, we... I find it, it tough to, to bathe both of them because Caden... Uh, Caden's pretty pretty active in the bath. He likes to splash things around and, and cup water and toys and throw it at you. He's a real monster, but but a fun monster. Um, and uh, yeah, no joint baths are really good. I remember when we were doing you know Caden's bath and then Abby's bath, you know, in the kitchen, and it's like it was a lot of work. Just forget the fact that it's convenient to bathe them both at the same time. Like having to do two different types of baths. Like when you already have limited time after they go to bed, it's just like it was a lot, and like getting them both in the bath, like suddenly, like oh my gosh, we're we're, we're free by seven o'clock. Like this is great, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, I know it. It is, and we're in the sleep regression right now, where Claire's waking up a bunch. So wow. I mean, it's definitely any little victory that we can get it is good. Like Jess went to bed at like I think eight. 8 p.m. last night because she knew she was going to be up every hour and so so i i, I think that um that uh i it's just like this show is always about finding that balance and mm -hmm. for sometimes folks are going to feel like god i'm never going to get it again or things are really tough right now and i guess i'm just trying to be encouraging and saying like those little things they feel like nothing or you don't even think about them will actually make big differences as they add up and you know and and, and like now um like your example of abby just coming down she could be in a sleep regression mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's what happens too it's like you get used to stuff and things are good and then some something changes often internally with the kid like they're going grow, going through a growth spurt their brain activity is all changing or whatever and then suddenly they're up in the night or they're up at different times or they're scared yeah. of the dark or and, and and you can never just as you're getting comfortable things will get shaken up you know yeah especially with uh, you know even depending on kids ages like it doesn't matter like no matter what age they are they're going through something new like caden's uh is more aware now and he's and he's starting to like sometimes he'll sleep through the night no problem other times he will like snap awake at one at one in the morning and just scream bloody murder. And I go in cause he's calling for daddy and I go in it's like, Hey buddy, what's, what's wrong? It's like, Oh, I'm, I want out of bed. It's like, well, it's one o'clock. You're not getting out of it. Well, no, I want out of bed and I'm going to scream. 
unless unless you you let me out of bed and i'm like well okay i better let you out of bed rookie mistake number one uh you know you're giving in but it's one in the morning like come on um and the chloroform that sucker just boom out right now he he wanted to now and again rookie mistake number two he wanted to go uh, in the bed you know he wanted to sleep in the bed with mommy's bed (laughs) and i know it's not something you should do and i've only done it twice but the thing is caden doesn't sleep he thinks it's he thinks it's like a, just a big uh, fun tent or something. And mommy and daddy don't sleep in the middle of the night. They just have flashlight parties and read books. So Caden won't sleep when he comes to the bed. But eventually he just, he like he rolls around, he rolls around, he rolls around, and he doesn't sleep. And he's constantly asking questions. And, uh, and then finally Ashley's just like, all right, you're going to bed. Come on. Um, so it doesn't last long. And, and nor would I want like him to like it's usually not something that it happens once and you always you kind of grit your teeth like ah, i just hope this you know we gave in and i hope this isn't going to be a thing please don't be a thing and it often you know it hasn't become a thing um but there are still those moments where like you know it's something you shouldn't do yet you still do it because it's like it's it's the quickest thing that's going to stop it because if he was screaming and wakes up abby like all it's all over like suddenly the whole house is up you know, and that's not cool. So I I don't know. I like just, it's just a gamble, right? Like, I just got a, I just got a theory just okay. now. Okay, so like, so Caden mm-hmm. supposed to go for maybe vaccinations or to the dentist or somewhere he really doesn't want to go. He wakes up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm gonna go and bug Daddy and want to go in Daddy's room." But instead, he's like, oh, I'll make one pit stop first. He goes outside, empties the fuel out of the car. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, You know, daddy will know I'm up to something. Puts in a bunch of water from, like, little cups and stuff. One at a time, his little hands Uh are good for getting the water into the tank. Then he goes goes into the room and says, mommy, daddy, I'm scared. I want to go in bed with you. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Caden, he's like, oh, I'm scared about my vaccination slash trip to the dentist tomorrow. And you're like, oh, okay, sleep with us. And then next thing you know, he's got to sleep with you and he's totaled your car. So, uh, yeah, mystery solved. I'll send you my bill. That's Detective Pikachu, my ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your voice by Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah. No, I mean, speaking of being a smart cookie, like we talked a bit about Christmas and, and how having those conversations around the kids, like they, sometimes they catch you, they catch you in a lie or they catch you in a loop or a white lie, I guess. So in this instance, in past years, we could just leave the Christmas gifts wherever, like usually downstairs. And we just didn't think anything of it. And for the last six months, we've had this like kitchen set that Ashley found on Facebook or something. And that she picked up and she put it downstairs because Caden, he's attracted to that stuff. Like him and Abby just go straight for it whenever they're at somebody else's house that has this like, kitchen set like this big plastic you know fake kitchen and we had it downstairs and like for oh i know the kitchen don't worry yeah yeah so for the last year we've had it downstairs just because that's where it's gonna go until it's theirs to play with all the time and it's for christmas and caden every time i come down i you know caden wants to come downstairs and i'm wondering why now that i'm thinking out loud now he is such a smart cookie that's the reason he always wants to go downstairs oh daddy you're going to get someone in the freezer well i better come with you you know just in case what's he doing he comes down and he's playing with the toy as i'm like doing laundry or getting something out of the freezer and i know what he's doing he's playing with his toy before christmas and and now i'm thinking like i said i was saying to ashley like we're gonna have to hide all this stuff next year because like 
it's, I don't know. It feels kind of wrong to just leave the gift laying around and let them play with it for six months, at, you know, five minutes at a time. Like, do you hide, like, I mean, you know, with Gwen being four, you must have to, like, hide this stuff better oh, than yeah. leaving it, it in plain it, sight. It, <laughs> it's hidden. And to be fair, again, Jessie is kind of the, you know, like, she's really into Christmas. Mm-hmm. She's placing these orders on Amazon. We get these boxes. We know She knows what they are, so she doesn't even open them. They're just boxes, and Gwen doesn't think anything of them because most course. boxes... So you just leave them in the have. box then? Well, yeah, generally. I think there's a bunch of stuff, but like, I'll be honest. I'm so preoccupied with this 40th birthday thing that I have not even begun to think about Christmas, and I think that, that, that Jess get so much enjoyment out of it mm-hmm. and i know that sounds like such a such a husband thing to say oh she enjoys doing the dishes you know <laughs> but but uh but but she does she definitely loves christmas shopping and all that she likes having conversations about it she loves well, all that so yeah. i i just you know afterwards we'll, we'll i'll take stock on it but i haven't aside from monitoring what i say i haven't really had to worry too much about gwen so far yeah, like with Christmas, like Ashley is the same way. Is she she latches onto it? She wants to get all of it done like before December. Like this is she's running around like crazy. She's wrapping a bunch of gifts, and she just she's better at wrapping gifts. So I she asks like, oh, do you want to wrap any of these? And I'm like, come on, if I wrap them, you're just gonna make fun of me. I'm gonna use double the paper, double the tape. You might as well do it. I'll wrap yours this way. You I don't have to put a tag on it. You'll know which ones are yours. Uh, she's even gone as far as to um, start buying herself her own gifts. So we have like a budget for each other. Um, and and she says like, well, keep in mind when you start Christmas shopping that your budget is now like 30 or $40 less because I bought myself this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's so nice of you. And uh, again, not to sound like you said, like sound like this, you know, typical cartoon husband who doesn't do the Christmas shopping. I love Christmas shopping, but I need like a list not just to buy off of, but to give me like, you know, a better idea. Cause usually when we, we need something or want something, I just say to her like, well, as long as it's not a, you know, like a solid, as long as it's not over a thousand bucks or over 500 bucks, you can probably just go buy it yourself. Like maybe over 200 bucks, I guess we should say that <laughs> I'm just going to keep going down, <laughs> you know, over, like, over 25 bucks. No, you no, can no. buy it. 200 I'd say is probably like you have that conversation and you use your best judgment between 50 and 200 um I, that's the way we we sort of draw the line like uh, we were looking at tvs for for boxing day and she kept sending me these deals and i'm like i don't really want like I, I would love a 4k television but like where are we gonna put the tv that's in our living room there's nowhere else to put it so and it still works so there's no point in going out and buying another one um but yeah christmas is one of those things where like i need to i like listening to the music um I like decorating. I like seeing decorations. You know, we've been going out for walks, you know, like every other day just to see new lights popping up on, on houses in town and, and making sure people aren't stealing our gas. Um, <laughs> or like, uh, it, it's got to be random. There's so much shit people could steal off of our front porch. Uh, hey, who's, who's, what's your favorite Christmas song? There's uh, only one right answer. No pressure. Oh, really? Uh, okay, I have two favorites for two different moods. Like, if we're talking rocking Christmas, I like rocking around the Christmas tree. And if you're looking for, like, sentimental Christmas songs, and I know there are a lot of them, I really like uh, John Lennon's So This Is Christmas. It's kind of depressing, but, like, a lot of them are. Like, a lot of the slower ones are. That's why I like rocking around the Christmas tree and So This Is Christmas. What about you? 
Oh yeah, those are. I'll I'll be honest. Those are good songs. I'll give you. I'll give you uh, credit. <coughs> Excuse me. Mine is um, "Christmas Baby Please Come Home" by Darlene Love, which was uh, that's a good which, one. Which was read uh, the version I often listen to is by U two actually. Yes, uh, so yeah. this the song is just called Christmas, but uh, but it's uh, to me it's like by far the best. Like it's the song where I'm like I listen to the song. I'm like this is a good song. I'm like mm-hmm. I like the song. Whereas like the other ones are like Jingle Bells and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like okay, I get it. It's a seasonal song, whatever. But it's not exactly like a foot tapper. But it, it, rocking around the Christmas tree and pretty much the entire Home Alone one soundtrack, I'm totally on Ooh. board for. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll be talking a lot more about Christmas in episodes to come, I believe. Oh, we got at least the two or three more episodes we're going to be talking about. So we don't want to we don't want to out Christmas everybody so soon. Um, do we want to save your winter story for next week or? Do you- yeah, let's let's save it. Let's. Let, I guarantee you, Ryan, and this is a, a Canadian mm-hmm. guarantee. It oh. will be winter next week. <laughs> yes, we are going to have that snow back that we just lost due to all that rain. Welcome to Canadian fall slash winter. Um, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in live. You can check out the show uh, every other Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Ryan Murphy CA. That's, that's the goal, at least. And uh, I, I did hear back from uh, our balance uh, our balance motto that I will try to balance some time and get some time to, to build an overlay for next week that isn't just a quick five-minute, hey, let's do this show live. What do you think, Crofton? Um, I don't know. I've been looking at this overlay the whole time we've been doing the show. Sure. And honestly, uh, there's something... Uh, just you know it works it, i mean it, works. I it literally works because like our faces are on the internet and they can hear us and they see the the website no, what i mean oh well, yeah i our logo is a two-tone sort of blue and white and mm-hmm. and it but it's very minimalistic and i find you know people get too busy on the internet with all their crap well, and like i wasn't gonna do anything crazy what i was planning to do was probably just like space it out evenly <laughs> <laughs> and maybe add some, <laughs> maybe add some like some boxes around our our cameras. I don't know. We can talk about it. we. I'll definitely take a crack at it for next episode. But yes, we're getting into the Christmas spirit. The the holidays are upon us. We're wrapping gifts, and one of those gifts will be this episode and many more of Dungeons and Diapers coming up in the future. Crofton, thank you so much for regaling us with stories uh, for this episode. Uh, any final words before I go into the wrap up? Uh, I would just say thank you to those who have listened, supported, and all that sort of stuff. It means a lot to us. Continues to mean a lot. Any sort of comments, feedback, anything you want to send our way is much appreciated. So thanks, folks. Yeah, my favorite feedback so far has been from the people who have small children who say like, "Oh, it was really great to listen to. It's really great to to hear, you know, um, of similar stories." And then the other group is just like. Man, kids sound like a lot of work. And like, <laughs> yes, they are a lot of work, but uh, they're they're certainly worth it. And this show is to prove that with balance, you can you can uh, you can experience your geeky stuff as well as uh, family time as well. So if you're looking for more episodes of Dungeons and Diapers, you can go to tgistudios.com/dad. Email the show dad at tgistudios.com. Let us know about your Christmas stories or video game stories, whatever you prefer. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at R. Murphy and Crofton at Crofton Steers. 
That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons & Diapers. Have a great week, and thanks for listening.